BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Power blackouts. They happen every year. But guess what, blackouts? You've met your match. Say hello to Goal Zero, the leader in affordable home power backup systems and solar generators. Goal Zero's generators power your fridge, freezer, lights, Wi-Fi, TV, and more with clean power. Their home backup systems, like the Yeti 3000X, have no fuel, no fumes, no noise, and no maintenance. Just good, clean energy that keeps your home up and running. They offer a range of products and affordable price points, from power stations that can provide a half day's worth of power to solar generators and home backup systems that can keep you powered for one, two, or three days. Plus, they're all portable, so you can take your power with you when you go camping, tailgating, and more. So yeah, take that, blackouts. Our power is here to stay. Have peace of mind when blackouts hit. Go to GoalZero.com to learn more. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Dishing with Digest. I'm Stephanie Sloan, Editorial Director, here with Mara Levinsky, Senior Editor. Hi, everyone. Mara, lots of casting news to talk about this week. First, we have two big returns to Y&R. One is Doug Davidson, and the other is Thad Luckenbill. So let's start with Doug. Uh, to recap, last September, he revealed that he had been taken off contract nine months earlier, and we didn't see a lot of him in Genoa City. You know, fans were outraged, as was his co-star Eric Braden, who posted some really strongly worded tweets about how he felt about the situation. And then once Mel Young left, there was speculation that Doug would be back. And, well, Eric posted a shot of the two of them together on set. And, yes, he is back and will first air on March 25th. As for Thad, the show posted a photo of him on social media. And he is also back filming. So now we will see if JT is actually alive. I mean, keep in mind, we never really saw a most sincerely dead body. Well, the news about Doug to me is a really strong way for YNR to tell its audience, we hear you, we're listening, and, you know, like we're taking action. Uh, The same can be said, I think, for General Hospital's double dose of casting news. So fresh from his stint as B&B's Thorn, Ingo Rademacher is returning to the show as Jax. I remember us talking about whether that might happen. And Dominic Zampronia, who left last year as Dante, will be back for a limited run and is already back taping. I spoke with Dom this week for an upcoming issue, and he said that when Frank Valentini, the show's executive producer, reached out to him, Frank said that he felt bad for the fans about the sort of abrupt way that Dante's storyline had come to an end, and he wanted Dominic to return to give him, like, more of a fitting Mm send-off. So anytime the fans' voices are heard, it can only be a good thing, I think. I absolutely agree. And I think that's where you really see the power of social media in terms of, like, the cast changes at the show. You know, the fans can weigh in in a way they couldn't have done in the 80s or the 90s. And it's important for them to feel like they're being listened to. You know, I'm not saying that the show should change storylines based solely on negative fan response because 
I certainly know from monitoring our sound off mail and our inbox for the last 25 years that happy people really tend not to comment. But when you see a recurring theme or, you know, like just an idea that a lot of people have, you have Mm -hmm. to take notice. You know, in a case like Doug's, where he is the longest running cast member on the show and so beloved by fans, you can't expect the audience to remain silent when he's not on camera and then reveals that he's no longer on contract. You know, I'm sure many execs would prefer for their actors not to comment on contract matters or their status with the show. But, you know, like when actors are already interacting with the audience in this capacity now, you know, it's hard to ignore repeated questions about where they are. A hundred percent. And and not commenting doesn't make the question go away. And, True. you know, silence mm-hmm. on social media can have a funny way of actually amplifying these kinds of issues. Mm-hmm. Now, I can think of no bigger viewer brouhaha than the one that erupted when ABC announced the cancellations of All My Children and One Life to Live on the same day, no less, back in 2011. And as most viewers know, there was a short-lived revival of both shows online in 2013 by Prospect Park and Oprah Winfrey's network own even televised those new episodes for a time. Well, five and a half years later, as we are reporting in the new issue, ABC Entertainment President Carrie Burke teased the possibility of rebooting these beloved programs yet again at a Television Critics Association event, saying there might be some conversations about that. Right, like not a no. Right, not a no, exactly. And we'll take that. Uh, So my question to you is, you know, what do you think it would take to make successful reboots of AMC and One Life to Live? Uh, Well, money, number (laughs) one. Um, But, you know, I think there are two ways to go. You know, first, I don't see them getting two hours back in the day part. It just is not going to happen. So if there's only one hour to go with, I say you either go with the idea floated back when everything went down, of having a super soap, if you will, where you combine the casts and create new story. Or you could run one for six months and then the other for six months, which is more like a primetime season, but just every day during the day. You know, there are many actors who are currently without long-term commitments who would be available to film. And I can't imagine that it wouldn't be successful now, no matter how they approach it. I mean, fans want to see these shows back. And hey, I want to see these shows back. And with all due respect to the ABC daytime lineup that precedes General Hospital, I don't think we've really seen anything there that has rivaled the popularity of either one of those shows. Yeah, now, and I would add that I think, you know, as the ratings for both AMC and One Life declined over the years. You know, we saw the shows try every gimmick under the sun from outrageous storylines to like shaking up the camera work to try to recapture the audience's attention. So they tried all these things except going back to the basics, which is, you know, focusing on veteran favorites and really human, heartfelt stories. So for what it's worth, uh, that would be the guiding principle I would recommend for any sort of reboot. You know, that is what I think would get a new generation of viewers to invest and certainly pull in the old audience as well. I think that's good advice for any show, really. You know, I always say there's a reason soaps have lasted as long as they have. People want to see continuing drama. They are not looking for bells and whistles and interesting lighting and camera work. They want good, relatable stories with people they care about. And I I say leave the explosions and the high-speed car chases to the shows that, like, only produce 20 episodes a year and have the time and the budget to do them right, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, Like, daytime can't match what primetime can do in that department. And primetime, in my opinion at least, cannot match the emotional fireworks that a well-told daytime story can produce. Oh, you're totally right. And I also don't think that people who watch daytime are looking for the same things they're looking for when they watch primetime. You know, there is a distinction to be made there. So hopefully we will see these shows back and, you know, with some hindsight, you know, perhaps a more focused storytelling plan. Mm -hmm. 
Well, our guest today is M. Ryland, who plays Lulu on General Hospital and is in the middle of a very exciting storyline. So let's get her on the phone and talk about what she's been up to. Hi, Em. Hi. How are you? I'm so good. How are you? Good. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you for joining us today. So, Em, let's start with you getting the GH job back in 2013. Um, so did you have any grasp of the historical significance of what it meant to be playing Luke and Laura's daughter? 100% that was, I would say, top three reasons to take the job. Like, as soon as I heard that that role was available, I'm done. That mm-hmm. I, I really wanted to have the chance to do that. What were the other two? Well, I love the character of Lulu. Like, obviously, being Luke and Laura's daughter is awesome. But I also just, on her own... Lulu is such a badass. I just wanted the chance to get to play her. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, and reason number three, you don't have to ride horseback naked while pregnant like you did on The Young and the Restless? Although that was really fun. <laughs> <laughs> you know, honestly, at that time, um, Abby just wasn't really a main character. And I really want to work. And I knew that Lulu would work quite a bit Mm -hmm. and to be able to be, you know, a really prominent character on general hospital was awesome. Really exciting. So you, you actually, you know, came into the show as a recast, which is like kind of your specialty because you did that on the other two shows you'd been on guiding light and YNR. Is there like, in your opinion, like a, (laughs) is there a degree of difficulty to being a recast coming onto a show that doesn't exist for someone like creating a character from scratch? Yeah, I mean, there's there's good and bad to it, right? The the good is that if you're coming in as a recast, usually it means the character grew up on the show, right? And so they're recasting as the character goes through stages and aging. And to be able to work in daytime and have parents that have been on the show forever and just have all that history mm-hmm. when so much of daytime is about this bond that we make with these families and the history. Um, I, that is the positive of, of taking over for someone else. Now the first two, um, the characters were being aged a little bit. So that was, um, like an easier transition because the audience understands, okay, well, the character was 15 and now we want her to be 21. Like, so, so it's a little bit easier, you know, um, General Hospital, uh, you know, Julie was ready to go do other things, which we can all understand. Um, and she had played it for so many years, you know, and it, it just, um, I feel for the fans, because I am a fan of TV. And when you watch a main character for years, you know, it's really hard to ever accept someone else as that character. So this was harder, I think, just because we were like the same age, the character wasn't being super aged. It was really just kind of a trading out of actresses and and it's tough. So, Mm -hmm. but I knew it was going to be tough when I came in. So I don't know if this was tough, but you did work with Tony Geary for the first two years of your time there. Not tough. That was a joy and a delight, you know, um, you, you never know what you're going to get. I say for the most part with daytime, it just, everyone is really supportive. You know, these are 
hardworking actors. We do enormous amounts of dialogue a day. Like we're basically like a sports team. Like we're on the same team. So for the most part, your, you know, your coworkers are, are, have got your back, but you know, you never know when someone is like a mega star, you know, and they, they might not want to run lines with you and they, you know, you don't know what you're going to get. And at Tony is so warm and supportive and just from day one, we just, he was wonderful. He was never not wonderful. It was, it was really fun. I'm so grateful to have had a chance to play his daughter. It was amazing. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's Luke Spencer. I mean, was it at all intimidating coming in? I mean, you actually had worked with Eric Braden, so it's not as though you weren't used to working it wasn't with Big because I know I love, I, I gotta tell you, I love working with Eric Braden. <laughs> we had so much fun. I don't know. I don't get scared, man. I I don't get scared off. I probably should have been scared. <laughs> I should have been intimidated, but I wasn't. No, I, I was excited to, I want to work with people that I can learn from and that challenge me. I'm not scared to be challenged. I want to be challenged. So I felt no nerves about working with Eric or Tony. I felt excited. So, all right, speaking of people that you can learn from, you worked closely with another GH legend in Jane Elliott, who left the show in 2017. And I know you were very close with her. Tell us about, you know, your relationship with her. We just, aside from work, we're just very compatible. (laughs) So we just became really close friends right away. Um, And, I mean, obviously, She's phenomenal. To be honest, actually, there were days when I would get nervous. <laughs> Jane would laugh at this, you know, because we became such close friends. And then I'm like, oh God, I don't, I don't want to let, I don't let you down, you know, when we had big scenes. But um, we had so much fun, and I could, uh, as you all watched, I could not stop crying on her <laughs> goodbye scenes. Could not stop crying. And neither could I. <laughs> half acting, half just me crying because Jane was leaving. <laughs> when they said, like, your car is waiting outside, I just felt sick. Just didn't want her to go. Oh, well, no. it showed, and that's very sweet. Yeah, absolutely. Do you stay in touch with her? <laughs> Yes, I was going to say, of course, did we go out to lunch the next week? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Were you being dramatic? Yes. (laughs) Was I being? Yes, but that is my job. Yes. (laughs) Like she was like, Em, Em, we're going, we're going to hang out tomorrow. (laughs) Pull it together. (laughs) Was I pregnant? Can I blame this on Dakota? I feel like I was pregnant. (laughs) Yeah, let's blame the kid. Definitely, definitely. Um, Now we can't. Let's blame Dakota. We can't leave out Janie Francis, of course, who plays your on-screen mother, Laura. Um, so tell us about, first of all, just working with her, the reunion you had with her when she returned, and what it's been like. Well, Janie and I worked together on Young and the Restless. Mm-hmm. And, did you, and we had a moment, it was fun, because like my character like didn't like her on Young and the Restless. And so we would like kind of fight with each other and we were sitting at the restaurant on YNR and we had a moment of just a really fun scene with really fun banter. And she was like, I want you to play my daughter. Wow. You should be playing my daughter. And I was like, Oh my God, that would be amazing. (laughs) Uh, 
And then, like, I, I don't know how much time, maybe a year or two later, and I was like, we were so excited when we saw each other. And so we, so yeah, so we were, we were already having a love fest over each other <laughs> before I even came to GH. <laughs> and what was it like for you when she returned to the show? Were you excited? Oh my gosh, so excited. We text. <laughs> so we were texting and I knew she was coming back and I want her, I want her to stay all the time. Can she just stay all the time? Like, I'd like her to not leave anymore. Just like not go home No more night? Jamie Francis leaving. <laughs> I, actually, yeah, just in general. <laughs> if she could just stay there and we'll just have slumber parties. <laughs> she belongs on GH. She oh, agreed. Great, of and course. And can we just talk about what a kick-ass job she has been doing since she came back? I mean, she's always amazing. Like, we obviously know that Jeannie Francis is always amazing. But, like, she came back and I was like, dude, first of all, you look amazing. True. And you're just taking these scenes by storm. Like, she's just rocking it. And I, 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 I'm thrilled for her. And we're often running lines and I like am constantly distracted by how pretty she is. <laughs> I'm like, I'm hearing you say lines, but you look really pretty right now. Like, oh my gosh. Say the lines. I'm like, sorry, but you look really good. Your hair looks really good. <laughs> <laughs> no, she really has been like slaying it and it's it's awesome as a viewer to uh yeah. get treated to it. It's awesome. Um, so, all right, your your whole time at GH, you had this constant, right, in Dominic Zampronia as your leading man playing Dante. So what yep. what was it like yep. for you to see him leave the show last year? You know, it's hard because we all are friends, right? So I'm Dominic's friend. So when he was ready to go and audition and do other things as his friend, I completely support him. And I'm excited that he's taking a risk. You know, when, like, if you, you have dreams and there are things you want to do, you have one life, you got to go for it. Um, so as his friend, I'm, I was really supportive and very excited for him to go, but very sad for our loss, you know? So I'm disappointed to not have him there and I miss him. Uh, and, but I'm happy for him, whatever, fine, Dominic. <laughs> we, you know, we love you. We can't, like, force you to stay. Like, we're obviously going to force Jeannie Francis right. to sleep in the studio. <laughs> but, we, we have um, to cap it at, so, at one person. <laughs> right, right, right. We can only hold one actor hostage at a time. <laughs> so I'm happy for him, but I miss him. So were you concerned about how... You know, Dante's exit from the canvas would potentially affect Lulu's, you know, storyline life. You know, I wasn't. I, I, what I'm learning from this uh, interview is that I should be scared more. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, <laughs> or that we have to stop asking you God, if you are. Like, right, right. I didn't realize that I should be scared. Um, you know, I, 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 in life in general, I have faith that everything is going to work out the way it's supposed to work out. Right. And I have no interest in controlling my storyline and I don't like, I, I, I get my scripts and I play what they want me to play and I'm happy to do that. And so I was looking forward to what they were going to write. I mean, I knew that they wanted me to stay on the show. 
Um, I, you know, we did have that conversation. And so once I knew that they wanted me to stay, then I'm like, okay, bring it on. Like whatever road you want to take her down, I'm completely game to play. So I I was not, not scared. Well, we actually talked on our last podcast about how it seems Lulu has actually had more story, not less since Dante left the canvas, which relates to her journalism career. So are you digging her new status as an overnight reporter? I love it. Yeah, I love it. I think, I, God, I mean, it's kind of feel like, you know, part of maybe, I'm going to obviously can't put words in Dominic's mouth, but like, we just wanted story, you know, and he just wanted story. And like, it's hard to be a happy couple on a soap. Not that we don't want to play Dante and Lulu's love. And, you know, we agree with all the Dante Lulu fans. Like we want the couple together, but sometimes that can really hinder storyline opportunities when you're just happy because there's not much drama in that. So not having a husband around, I kind of become a character that's open to have all different experiences, not just being a wife. So I've, I've loved all of the stuff they've been throwing at me. I love getting stabbed. Was so excited. <laughs> oh my gosh. Actually, I don't know if this is like, they're probably getting a backlash for even saying this, but whatever. My kids have like sort of figured out kind of what I do for a living. And so we would eat breakfast in the morning. You go, Are you going to get stabbed today? <laughs> no, not today. Not today. Are you getting stabbed today? <laughs> um, yeah. So, and then I was just super, super excited. I was like, guys, I'm getting stabbed today. (laughs) It's like Christmas morning. (laughs) They were so amazed. And actually they came to set like later in the day and Levi was like blown away. (laughs) They had multiples of the same shirt, right? Because just to match blood and stuff. And he was like, Oh, how did they duplicate the shirt? Like that they, like they had um, like, I mean, cloned of it, cloned the shirt. I was like, Levi, it's a shirt. And he bought three of it. And he was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so disappointed. So not the magic was, of Hollywood. Like, do they clone things here? Like, we clone people in daytime, but not clothing. <laughs> That's hilarious. Well, I've seen your I, children. I, I've seen on your Instagram, they're like, you know, uh, little performances at school and stuff. I guess they don't have the wardrobe budget for those things that GH has. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not cloning things. <laughs> My boys actually um, have been doing musical theater. Um, I grew up doing theater. I do pray every day um, that they don't become actors. And I'm a gigantic hypocrite. I just want them to be able to pay their bills when they're adults. Um, but really beautiful voices. So they are in children's theater um, with the theater company. And I don't even think they realize that what they're doing is related to what we do on TV. Mm-hmm. Like for them, they go there and they're playing pretend, you know, and it's like make believe and it's on stage and they're singing. And so they, they haven't quite put it together yet, but they just did. Um, uh, sorry, we're on to Mary Poppins now. What did we just do? the fun trap kids, dear Lord. Music. Music. <laughs> um, so the voices had their, it was 
fantastic. They were so good. Wait till they find out they can make but money doing it. They are little performers. Yeah. <laughs> I know. We, we just hit on what you're afraid of, Em, which is that your children become actors. I'm so, like, how bad is that? You know why? Because I have a million wildly talented actor friends that can't get a job. You know, because it's the industry and it's hard. And right. it's it's like winning the lottery in terms of being the right look and the right age for the right part at the right moment. And I would like them to become accountants because you know what? You always need to do your taxes. <laughs> Job security. Good thinking. <laughs> yeah, Don's like, give it up, bro. <laughs> <laughs> give it up. They're all actors. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> Another, like, relationship that, you know, I, I think of when I think of Lulu is, of course, her relationship with Maxie, um, which you've been playing, you know, ever since you came aboard. So first tell us about your real-life bond with Kirsten Storms, Maxie's portrayer. Um, first of all, I love her. Again, it's so bad. I swear I don't love everyone. I mean, I love everyone at work, but I'm just like, oh, I love her. Oh, yeah, I totally love her. Oh, yeah, I love her. It's true. It's true. I you have a lot God. of love to give. Um, I have a lot of love to give. That's why I had so many children. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Kirsten is like my best friend in real life. Like, it's kind of crazy. I, I've, I've had lots of like really close friends and wonderful relationships, but like, we're like best friends. Like, we hang out with each other all the time <laughs> and we just, I don't know. We just, we are, we have a ridiculous amount of fun together and getting to work together is just like, like we're upset if Frank makes us come to work on a day when the other one's not working. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Frank. We're like, uh, yeah, yeah. Kirsten's not working today, so I don't really know why I'm here. <laughs> yeah, can you just uh, schedule it so that we can be together? Because we're kind of using you to hang out. <laughs> <laughs> we just kind of hit it off right away. So do you prefer when Maxie and Lulu are getting along or when they're fighting? Like, which is more fun for you to play? it's hard because it is fun to fight with her. Um, it is fun to fight with her. I, I do like, I, if we take like storyline out of it, our goals for characters, audiences like feelings and what they want to see from different characters, just for me as an actor, I love to play what I don't get to do in real life. That's like, that's the pretend I want to do. Mm -hmm. I want to, you know, I love when Maxie and I have like funny hysterical banter, but we're basically just repeating what we did like an hour earlier when we had lunch together. <laughs> and that's fun. And I love it. And it, it is. But like, you know, even when she was at Nathan's grave and she's like ripping me apart, like that's like the stuff, like that's why I became an actor. You know, it's fun. So I, I I think I'm going to say fighting, but we are always immediately, whenever they tell us that we're going to be fighting, we like need to be reassured like a hundred times that we are going to make up <laughs> <laughs> every time. Frank's like, okay, you guys are going to fight. And we're like, okay. Do, 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 do. Are we going to, and he's like, yes, you'll still be friends. We're like, okay. <laughs> then we'll play whatever you want. <laughs> then we're on board. <laughs> it's really true. We really do do that. <laughs> 
All right, I need to know, have you given Kirsten any guff over the fact that Maxie apparently couldn't be bothered to pay Lulu a visit in her hospital room on screen after she got stabbed? Oh, we talked about it all the time. We talk- so did so oh did God, We talked about it every single day at work. Oh, yeah, it, it's weird. Uh, not really sure why that didn't play, uh, but we wanted it. But it, um, every day that we both worked together, we were shooting like a million episodes, so we didn't feel like the directors and producers would have a great sense of humor. But we were just going to have Kirsten just burst into a scene <laughs> that I was in and just have her own scene that they didn't write. Like we played that out in our head like a lot. So yes, like usually because we are invested in the integrity of the stories we're telling. So sometimes they say, oh, well, you know, Maxie and, and Lulu are going to, Lulu's going to be jealous over this thing. And I'll be like, wait, let me be really clear. I'm not jealous that she likes Peter. I'm not doing that because, you know, we just had the death of Nathan. Like that is not something Lulu would be feeling. Like things like, like we fight to make sure that the story we're telling makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so, like, if you're watching the show and you're thinking, where is Maxie? We're saying the same thing. <laughs> right, right, right. We right. agree. We totally agree. Yeah. So uh, we thought we had, like, it all planned out for her to come burst in and do a monologue and cry and beg God to not let me die. <laughs> we were ready for it. That would have been a great we were scene. Like, I'm, Oh my god! I feel like this would be so good for the Christmas reel. I was like, "We got to do it." And then, like, no one seemed to have like a sense of humor that day. Well, while Mar and I have often talked about how much we are loving the Kevin Ryan story and how great John Lindstrom has been, love it. What's it been like for you to basically love just it. have a front row seat to his performances? I am like. <laughs> I feel like I always make everyone mad whenever I say any of this stuff. Like, I'm Team Ryan, guys. I'm Team Ryan. I like it. I'm so, but this is like, this is the thing. This is, I want to play the things that are crazy. Um, but, like, if I was watching, like, my favorite show and some character came on and was just murdering people, I would not be down. So I get it. <laughs> but work wise, I'm so Team Ryan. It's so fun. Sorry, it is Kevin. So fun to work with him. I know, no, I know. We're like, no, no, don't find Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> um, it's it, and John is freaking awesome. He's awesome. We, I, he, it's. I mean, obviously, you guys are watching and you're seeing what a ridiculously good job. But it's really fun. How would you rate him as a stabber? Like, was it worth the wait? You know, you know, it was. Um, I I feel like I thought I was going to get like stabbed repeatedly. So <laughs> maybe style. you know, a little disappointed about that. <laughs> Guess I had to live. I did find it impressive that he basically stabbed me in the lung, and I managed to be okay. <laughs> um, the best though was like me having to like come back up over the table. Like <laughs> I'm a superhero. <laughs> like you just stabbed me basically in the chest and I'm okay enough to walk. Um, yes. Yes. No, it, it, it was 
super creepy. I loved like him at the hospital with me. Like it was creepy. It was good. It was worth the wait. Oh yeah, he almost did you in with that pillow. Oh, and the and the. Oh my god, it was so good. And just like all the shots that they get of him, like looking and the uh, hypnosis was so fun. Like, yeah, he was great. Um, this is a very specific question for you, Em, but I need to know, how did you not laugh when Scotty said, go away, Lulu, in the courtroom scenes that aired this week? Oh, my gosh. First, <laughs> well, because we laugh at him all the time, <laughs> that we've now <laughs> been able to be, <laughs> like, keep a straight face when he delivers his line. Um, but there were many, many, many times, I think actually during that day of us laughing at him because <laughs> his line deliveries were so good we were dying yes i have to dig deep into my soul to not laugh <laughs> that's your true your true he's the best grit as an actress yes exactly you're like dead puppies dead puppies dead puppies dead puppies. yeah <laughs> um well the news is out that dom is back taping as dante uh so what was your reaction when you found out he yeah. was coming back well, I, I, I've got the inside scoop because <laughs> him and I still text and talk because we're friends. Um, uh, I, no, I was happy. Like, it's, it's, he's still my husband. So, like, we can only do the, like, me being on the phone with him, you know, for so long <laughs> or waiting <laughs> to hear from him. So I was just excited, first of all, to just get to work together again because I knew that was going to be awesome but also to just kind of change up you know put a little forward motion and wherever they're going to take us mm-hmm. and we had fun we, we already shot them and we had, a, we had a really good time actually I think we had too good of a time I'm going to say <laughs> <laughs> it was good it was good I was like oh like I said it's a hard time to be a Dante Lulu fan right now like I, I if this was me watching like I'd be sad. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Not Brace sad yourself. because anything sad happens. And no, no, no. Not because anything sad happens, but just like, oh, I don't know. This seems just felt really good. And I was like, damn, here's a reminder. Of how, how well it worked we and it's not together. forever. Yeah. 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 Not because like anything actually sad happens. It's just like that reminder of like, oh, this is what we're missing out on. Damn you, Dominic. Um, well, I have to tell you, he told me uh, when I spoke with him this week how, how good it felt to be working with you again as well. So I'm glad you, you returned the compliment mm-hmm. lest we offend him. Oh, my God. The moment when I see him, oh, it was so good. I was like, oh, damn you. <laughs> it was so good. Maybe cloning Dominic is what GH needs to figure out how to do. So one can go and do other things and one can stay. Levi would totally help them with that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Problem solved. <laughs> I have a moment where I like say to him, like, you're back. And he was so good. Well, yeah. good. I'm sure we're getting the Dante Lulu yeah. fans very excited to see them on camera together. Yeah. yeah. It's really fun. Yeah, we're excited. Awesome, awesome. 
Um, all right. So uh, away from Port Charles, your life is like just as busy, if not busier than your characters. And I have to tell you that I feel overwhelmed sometimes with only a job and a puppy. You have a job and a puppy <laughs> and three children and a cat and, a and another dog. Yeah. And you're packing up a house and you're moving. <laughs> so, all right. Give me some like life yeah. tips. Help me channel my inner M. Rylan. Okay. You have to do things that you really want to do in life. And then you will want to get up out of bed and do them. Does that make any sense? Oh, yes. Staying true to like your passions and things that you love and that like get you excited. Like I try not to waste time or overthink and I just kind of go for it. And then you find the time. I feel like that's probably like the worst advice. No, I true. like that advice. <laughs> <laughs> I like that advice very much. Everyone's like, blah, blah, blah. Give me something that's a little easier and faster. <laughs> no, you know, but- it's not hard for me to go. Uh, it also helps having like a really supportive partner. It also helps to have a partner who also loves a lot of things. Like, it's not hard for me to find time to go to dance class because I love to do it. And I know that even though I'm a mom, I know that I'm a better person and I'm a better mom when I do the things that make me really happy. And John's the same way with basketball. So we just trade off. You, you, I respect that you need to do the thing that make you, you and vice versa. And so we just find the time and we have no babysitter. Can we just stress that? Cause I, it's like, I feel like we're psychos. <laughs> <laughs> and you find time to craft too. Oh yeah. I'm at, well, I'm actually standing right now and I <laughs> just send you a picture of what I'm looking at. Um, we're moving and uh, we're downsizing and the house that we're moving into is little, um, but it has a refinished garage. So that's Craft my art room. studio. <laughs> and yeah, uh, so I'm standing in the middle of it right now and it's uh, a small nightmare <laughs> to try to put it all away. So like for instance, right now, um, Dakota's napping and I'm doing an interview with you and I'm organizing my art room. <laughs> You have to like maximize everything. You're a good multitasker. Yeah, totally, totally. I am a good multitasker. (laughs) Use every minute. Yes. Yeah. That's good multitasking advice. (laughs) Mara and I know people who could take that very well. (laughs) Um, So you recently announced on social media that you've renewed your contract. Um, Well, tell us, like, was it a tough decision? It was not a tough decision. I knew I wanted to stay. Uh, I'm really happy there. I love being there. I love my coworkers. Um, so I, I knew that I want to say, <laughs> okay, I do have to tell you one thing that I'm probably going to get in trouble for saying that. <clears throat> I didn't know that my contract was <laughs> I somehow miscounted the years because I had a baby, guys. And blaming I can't Dakota again. Hold all wow. The information. <laughs> So I do think, 
No, it wasn't. They were not like bullying me in any way. But like, it's kind of this like joke that when you're in contract negotiations, they like put you in a coma. It doesn't really actually happen anymore. But it's like kind of a joke. Like, oh, you're in a coma. And then if you don't like agree to the terms, like you'll be dead or whatever to scare the actor. So in retrospect, I think maybe my stabbing was supposed to scare me. <laughs> but I didn't know why my contract was up. And little do they know you so can't be you can't be scared. Work. Apparently I'm not scared. <laughs> um and I like, came in and I was like, you, you love being stabbed. You're like no idea that my contract was up. No clue. Mm-hmm. And then their parents said, I was like, Oh, oh, were you guys trying to scare me? Oh, that's hilarious. I couldn't have on every day. I'm like, hi, Frank. I love this story. I actually don't think they were trying to scare me. But if they were, they'd be like, she's not that right. She's not getting it. Yeah, I think, um, I think there would have been a riot in the streets if Lulu died. It would not have been good. But I, my manager was like, you know your contract's up. I was like, no, I cannot know that. Um, I thought that it was next March. And no, but had Dakota, Dakota's fault. That's just gonna blame blame the baby. Uh, so yeah, I knew I went to stay. I'm happy, so I don't have any reason to leave. All I want is to be able to act every day. That's what I want. I don't care whether it's prime time, daytime, indie films. I just want to get to be creative, and this job allows me to do that. And also because of the dark weeks allows me time with my children and time to do all of my other art. So. I love it. Totally. Well, that's awesome. Well, uh, we thank you so much for joining us today. We will let you get back to one of your many things on your to-do list. Right, right. Or seven at once. Thank you so much for having me. I will talk to you girls soon. All right. Bye, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you to M. Ryland for being our guest. Be sure to pick up a new issue on sale now and come back next week for another podcast.